Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am here with Sarah. Hello. Hi. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday to you. I was kind of laughing when you walked in today because we got an email yesterday, you and I both, that said something like, has anybody else mentioned that older podcasts seem... What was it? Like they're missing something or something like yeah, that? Yeah, like an emptiness. Emptiness, yes, yeah. because you weren't on them. I know. That's high praise. It is high praise. I took it very seriously. Yeah, I was I was like, empty. I know. <laughs> you better step up your game. I know, right? I got to round it out on those Tuesday and Thursday episodes. Oh, man. All right, well, we are back for another episode where we answer your questions. We talk about topics that you have brought up. And as we do every single Saturday, we're going to be giving away something that we love today, which is a box of our most favorite energy sticks. Yes. Even when I say that, Sarah starts to smile. I know. I was just thinking I consistently have a full jar in sort of like my snack cabinet. Yeah. And I, it's always full. Yeah. Like as soon as it starts to get low, more back in. Yeah, absolutely. I was, we're leaving town this afternoon just for one night and like, you can't go without it. No. You absolutely. I almost always have some in my glove box of my car, some in the side pocket of my backpack, and always at least two boxes, one in my office, one in the house. Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah. In my purse, in my pockets. It is crazy. And yeah. new to us, but definitely not, I mean, within a year new to us, but mm-hmm. it makes my day better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a box is like 30. Yeah. So somebody's getting 30 today, but you got to listen to the end to find out who won. It is so easy to win, my friends. Every single Saturday, we give away something that we love to a listener, three different ways to win, and you can do all three. That just means you have three chances to win. Number one, leave a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Number two, leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon, or number three, post on Facebook or Instagram, tag me and share either an episode that you loved or something that you learned from the podcast. And make sure to listen on Saturdays and email Sarah if you win. Because if you don't, we just collect your prizes. That's right. Yeah. We're not mad about this one. Nope. Nope. It just adds to our stash. All right. We will announce the winner at the end. We've got some questions. You want to kick it off? Yeah. Why do I feel like I'm missing out when I make healthy food choices? How do I get past this feeling? I want to feel, I want to, f- to comfortably say no to the fish and chips and be excited about the healthy lean protein slash salad option. This comes down 100% to what you talk yourself into, right? Because I can talk myself into dessert or I can talk myself out of dessert. I can talk myself into a workout or out of a workout. It all depends on the perspective 
that you choose. It's kind of like you get in a fender bender and there's minor damage to your car. You can either choose the perspective of like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? This is so annoying. What the heck? Why me? It's always something. Or you can choose the perspective of, thank God that wasn't worse. You know, in the scheme of life, that was so a non-event. It all comes down to perspective. So when people think about food, and in this case of this question, this is very much about missing out on food, eating healthy versus something that's not as aligned with your goals, people choose different perspectives here. And it determines how you feel about that choice you are making. So I can go out to dinner and think, oh, fish and chips would be amazing, and choose a perspective of, this sucks. I really want fish and chips. Like the last thing I want to get is like the chicken and veggies. That's so lame. That perspective is going to make you feel like you're missing out. It is not the fish and chips versus the lean protein and salad option that makes you feel like missing out. It's 100% your perspective. Alternatively, you can go out and say, man, fish and chips would be good. Maybe I'm going to get that next time. But for today, I want to feel really good. That matters to me. I've had those fish and chips, or for me, it was always like the chimichanga or the chips and salsa or the ice cream or whatever. I've had that a lot, and I don't want to feel that way. doesn't mean I'm never going to have it again, but for tonight, I'm excited to feel really good, to go to bed feeling really good. It comes down to the perspective on the choice, not to the choice itself. So, We talk about this a lot, especially when people are like, you know, I want to drink less, but I go out and all my friends are drinking and I feel like I'm missing out. It's not whether or not you drink that makes you feel like you're missing out. Do you go into it with the perspective of this sucks, it's not fair, I can't have any fun, you're going to feel like you're missing out if you don't drink, or do you choose the perspective of I'm going to feel really good and I'm going to wake up tomorrow feeling really good. We were just talking about this before we started recording in terms of going out. And you can take the perspective of, I'm staying in, this sucks, it's not fun, how lame. Or we were sharing the perspective of like going to bed early and waking up feeling really good. Getting a good night's sleep. Yeah. It's all in the perspective. And the fact is, there are so many different perspectives available to us, and most people just choose the familiar one. So if with food, your most familiar, your most practiced perspective is, oh, that would be so good, and I feel like I'm missing out, that doesn't mean it's the only perspective. This is something we work on endlessly in the 12 Weeks to Transformation. What else is true? How else can you see this? And it's not just a thing we can practice when it comes to food. It's a thing we can practice when it comes to things that annoy us in work or frustrations in a relationship, whether it's a relationship with a family member or uh, it's a romantic relationship or a work relationship. There is that perspective that pisses you off. There is that perspective that makes you mad. It's not the only perspective. There are other perspectives. Ask yourself in that moment, how else can I see this? If I wanted to feel really good about this choice, what perspective would I choose? And then practice that. Where do you feel like you have to practice different perspectives? Oh, geez. Um, Many. 
<laughs> All of them? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Nothing is coming to mind right now specifically, but um, but that's that's one of the things I've been thinking about in terms of this new year. And Yeah. And the stress comes when we choose a perspective. If I choose to see it this way, I get mad. If I choose to see it this way, I feel robbed of something. If I choose to see it this way, my feelings are hurt. True. Mm-hmm. But it's not the only way to see it. You know, I, I do this often with my sister. My sister and I are very, very close, but we're very, very different. We act differently. We think differently. We have very different lives. And it can be, especially when you're close to somebody like that, it can be tough to not see everything that they do or they say or they don't do or they don't say from your own perspective. And it's in those moments that you get mad or that you feel like you've been wronged in some way. Your perspective is one of the options, but it's not the only option. So in the 12 Weeks to Transformation, one of our primary goals is to elevate the way you think, to expand the way you think. And a huge part of this is what other perspectives are available to me. The bottom line here is that missing out is not a function of did I have the fish and chips or did I have the salad? It's a function of the perspective you choose to see for each of those decisions. I was just thinking about the um, getting excited about healthy, lean, protein salad situation. And I think also you can get really excited about something that tastes really good. Yeah. Like just because it's lean protein in a salad doesn't mean it's bland and boring. Right. You can spice it up. And it doesn't mean that the only way to eat healthy is with a salad. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think about like I do burrito bowls all the time with cauliflower rice. So good. And if I go out to eat... I'll do a burger without the bun. Mm -hmm. You don't just have to think, okay, if I'm going to eat healthy, that means I have to get a salad. A, you can make the salad really fun and interesting, but B, you don't have to get a salad. If that's not what you love, don't eat it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This next person wants to know how they should eat if they're trying to maintain low levels of estrogen. I love this question and I could geek out on it all day long because hormones and endocrinology is a real passion of mine. And kudos to this person. Many folks don't realize that how we eat dramatically influences all of our hormones. And I didn't realize this. For most of my life, I had very high estrogen. Another thing you might have heard of when people talk about estrogen is estrogen dominance, meaning that you are higher in estrogen than people who are not estrogen dominant. And there are many factors here because some foods that we eat actually have components that are called phytoestrogens. And they're essentially estrogen mimics. They're not actually estrogen, but they act like and accumulate in a similar fashion to estrogen in the body. So part one is we want to minimize those foods. And we'll talk about what those are in a second. Part two is there are certain foods that help us excrete estrogen because what my problem was, was that I was impaired in my ability to detoxify estrogen. So there's all sorts of different forms of estrogen and I've done podcasts all about estrogen. You can go to primalpotential.com and search estrogen, they'll come right up. But there are um, different types of estrogen and some are active, some are inactive, some are bound, some are unbound, we have to be able to eliminate these estrogens that our body produces or that we consume. And if we can't, 
then we accumulate estrogen and that can impair fat burning. It causes all sorts of hormonal imbalances. It can influence your fertility, your mood, uh, all sorts of different things. So let's, let's break those two areas down separately. One is the foods that act like estrogen, estrogen mimics or phytoestrogens. Soy is a big one. Soy is something that, though it is not estrogen, it doesn't contain estrogen, it contains these phytoestrogens that, when we have too many of them, can lead to estrogen dominance or excess estrogen. Um, the The other big culprit here is actually not food, but something that is often in or on or around our food, and that's plastics. So, when, when we talk about not eating out of or drinking out of plastics, as I'm doing right now, because as of the moment I'm recording this, I still don't have a kitchen, so there's been a lot more of the uh, plasticware in my life, um, they leach these phytoestrogens into the beverage, into the food. So if you are somebody who is, who is estrogen dominant and looking to improve that, or you are somebody like a person asking this question, trying to maintain low levels of estrogen, do not drink out of plastic bottles, do not eat off of plastic wear, and be really, really mindful even of storing your food in plastic wear. Like my my Tupperware, if you will, my food storage stuff is glass, not plastic. Um, even linings of like cans can have BPA. BPA, most of us are familiar with that because if we go to buy a bottle, it'll often say BPA-free, can have that phytoestrogen effect. So that is part one, right? Part two is the foods that help us eliminate estrogen, detoxify from estrogen. And those are going to be cruciferous vegetables, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, cabbage. Mushrooms are also really good at helping us with estrogen detoxification. Um, Resveratrol supplementation can be really helpful because there is a component of resveratrol. You could do, you know, wine, a a glass of red wine a few times a week, or you could do red grapes, um, make sure that they are, are organic. There is a component within the resveratrol that helps to block estrogen production. So that can be a really helpful thing, Um, as well as certain types of seeds. So sesame seeds, for example, they are rich in polyphenols, as many things are. You can search, you know, what's rich in polyphenols, Um, but they are also going to help to reduce phytoestrogens. So a couple of things to keep in mind if you are looking to reduce estrogen. It's a topic that I didn't really know anything about before coming on board here. I love knowing about it. I am such a hormone geek because it is our hormones that are the chemical messengers that instruct everything about our bodies from, are we burning fat? Are we storing fat? Do we have high energy? Are we mood stable? Are we mood unstable? All of those things are influenced dramatically by our hormones. Interesting. Um, This next question, well, there's a couple questions from the same person. It says, what do you snack on or have for on-the-go food? Any thoughts about trying to lose weight and breastfeed? And any tips on how to address sugar cravings in the middle of the night while breastfeeding? Okay, let's take those one at a time. Um, What do I snack on or have for on-the-go food? I'm not a big snacker. 
And, and the primary reason for that is the fewer food decisions I make in a day, the easier my life is. Um, the, the other part of that is just lifestyle. I typically start work really early and I'm definitely going to have, you know, breakfast and lunch and dinner, but stopping to snack is just not something that I do really often. Um, everybody's different. You know, my mom is somebody who really prefers to eat every 60 minutes. That's not me. It used to be, but as I started eating cleaner more consistently, my hunger was more consistent over a longer spectrum of time. So for me personally, I'm not a big snacker. I've done many episodes on snacks. So if you're looking for that, you can go to primalpotential.com, search snacks. If I was to snack, I like cheese crisps, like Parmesan crisps. I like nuts. Um, in pregnancy, apples were really, really huge for me. But I'm not, I'm not really a snacker. You're not really a snacker either. I feel like I am. You're never snacking here. Um, yeah, I guess I'm not. But I'm, I'm here for shorter periods of time, I suppose. But you do bars. Yeah, protein bars, almonds sometimes, um, grapes, yeah. bananas. Just real food that's just portable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the second part of this question is, um, what are my thoughts on weight loss while breastfeeding? Oh my gosh, I have so much to say on this. In fact, I got a message the other day and I was asking on, I think, Instagram about what people thought of me doing video with the newborn and just like eating well and balancing work and family and all of that kind of stuff. And um, somebody said that they were also pregnant, um, not quite as far along as I was when I made the post. And they were really excited to see my thoughts on getting my body back after baby. And I was like, I don't see it that way at all. Yeah. Because my body's not gone, <laughs> you know, like in pregnancy and, and immediately postpartum, I didn't lose my body. I didn't lose my shape. It just changed. And whether you are a first time mom or a, you know, 14th time mom, when you're nursing, like you have so many other priorities. I can tell you that losing weight is not going to be on the priority list. Connection with the people I love is going to be on the priority list, including my baby. Sleep is going to be on the priority list. Fueling my body really well is going to be on the priority list. And work is going to be on the priority list. I'm not going to add the stress of like losing weight, period. Eating well is a decision, not like a stressor, right? Um, but our bodies are really, really brilliant when we take care of them. And I wish, you know, if I could wave my magic wand and, and adjust perspectives on this, if we just focus on taking great care of ourselves, I think our body will do a lot of the, the other stuff for us. But, you know, my thoughts on losing weight while breastfeeding is you're going to lose some weight once you have a baby because you're not carrying the baby. And for me, I'm carrying a lot of fluid in this pregnancy, I think in large part because of my thyroid challenges and whatnot. Um, but, you know, take great care of yourself. And please, no matter if you're pregnant, breastfeeding, you've never had a kid, you're a dude, don't stress about weight loss. It doesn't mean don't pursue it. 
but take great care of yourself. Make that a priority. Make that a joyful priority. And your body's going to help you out with the rest of the stuff. But um, yeah, weight loss and breastfeeding to me are just not things that, that go together in terms of the priority list. But that's just me. Tips on how to adjust, address sugar cravings in the middle of the night while breastfeeding. Breastfeeding aside, we can handle cravings all the same. It's a desire, right? So I, this analogy is so crass and I like kind of hesitate to use it. Um, if you've got kids in the car, turn this down because you might not want them to hear this, but, or you're listening around kids or whatnot, but, but it has really worked for me and it's worked for a lot of my clients. You know, you might have the desire to have sex, but that doesn't mean that you're just going to like go find somebody to have sex with randomly because you just need to scratch that itch. You know, we have higher standards for things like sex than we do for things like food, even though food determines how our body operates. You can have the desire to, you know, punch somebody in the face because they're just being a jerk, you know, but you don't do it (laughs) because we have higher standards for our behavior than that. And I really think that cravings are very much the same way. Because we think it's relatively harmless to be like, oh, I'm craving sugar, and then we just go and we grab something, we often give ourselves a pass for just acting impulsively on our feelings, regardless of our needs or our standards. But we don't do that in other areas of our lives. When it impacts somebody else or a standard that we deem more important, like sexuality, we behave with a little bit more discretion. So let's not get it twisted. You can be up in the middle of the night, whether you're nursing or you're not, and really want sugar. That is a feeling. Is it reflective of what your body needs? Now, there's other pieces of this too. Are you hungry? You know, if you're hungry, then get something to eat. Or what what I prefer to do is, why am I hungry in the middle of the night? Do I need to change something in terms of the way that I fueled myself? Now, granted, in the case of breastfeeding, it could just be that you need to eat more often when you're nursing. But the reality is, we don't have to eat that much more because we're nursing. Just like we don't have to eat that much more if we're pregnant. Um, So I would be looking to adjust the meals I'm eating during the day if I'm truly hungry, though cravings are often very separate from hunger. And then am I taking great care of myself? The more sugar you eat, the more sugar you crave. So if you're like, oh, I have a craving for sugar and then I go get sugar and then I'm frustrated by my cravings, we create those because everything we put into our mouth trains our palate. Do we want to train our palate with more sugar? I don't because that makes life more difficult. But I've also done a ton of episodes on cravings. So you can revisit any of those as well. Last question says, how to stay on track and not let the ups and downs of reality derail you? Oh, the ups and downs of reality, right? These come into play whether we're talking about a goal of connecting with our spouse or we're talking about a goal of eating well or we're talking about a goal of saving more money. The ups and downs of reality are going to happen, but ultimately being successful means returning to a commitment every day. I think about this in terms of business building because there are so many ups and downs. Every single day, I've seen these posts on social media where they describe like the, have you seen these, Sarah? It's like the the journey of a like a business owner and it's like, you're up, you're down, you've looped around, you're going the other direction, yes. like yes. you've fallen off a cliff, you're on top of the world, you're right? You're on the page. Exactly, exactly. And 
life is very much like that. I think number one, expecting that these things will be up and down. But then number two, holding yourself to a standard of consistent action. With business, because that's a less emotional example to turn to, with business, I experience those ups and downs every single day. Something goes really well. I feel like we had a big win. I'm feeling really good. I can feel like we're in a great place. And five minutes later, the sky is falling and it feels disastrous. Do you experience that in your business? Oh, yeah. Like in the same day. Yes. Yeah. But if you have a discipline, then it really doesn't matter what the ups and downs are. The ups and downs need to be separate from your disciplined action, right? And we talk about this constantly in the 12 Weeks to Transformation because when you mesh these things together, if I feel motivated, I'm going to make good choices. If things are going well, I'm going to do well. If I don't feel motivated, I'm going to check out. If things aren't going well, screw it. Who cares? I'll start tomorrow. If you link those things together, you will never be consistent. In my, in, in mid-ish 2019 or so, I started another business. And especially when things are new, there's even more ups and downs. There's even more volatility. But I have a daily discipline that I work on that for a certain amount of time every single day period. And I do that whether things are going well or they're going poorly. It just doesn't matter. And I do the same thing with Primal Potential. I have a discipline that I'm in my office by a certain time. I get these things done every day independent of how I feel. And we can apply that to the way we communicate with a partner. We can apply that to the way we eat. We can apply that to how we care for our body or our workouts. Yeah, I'm going to feel frustrated and there's going to be times when things aren't going well and there's going to be times that I'm not getting results, but my daily disciplines are independent from that. I think that is just the difference between people who struggle for decades and the people who make slow and steady progress. That's what I think. Sarah's nodding. I am nodding. Yeah. Bad habit. <laughs> Sometimes I'll say to her after we record, you know, they can't hear you when you nod, right? Yes. <laughs> Today Aww. we were doing a sound check and I asked her a question and she just like sat there for like at least five seconds. I'm like, you, you know, you have to respond, right? Yeah. I was thinking I wanted to give you a valid response, <laughs> but I was silent. So sound check was not successful. No, big fail. <laughs> Big fail. All right, guys, we have a winner today. Somebody is going to get a box of our energy sticks. We'll also link them up in the show notes, primalpotential.com forward slash 728. Do you want to share who won today? Yes, I do. I'm going to say it's Deleslin. 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 Yeah. I haven't seen that name before. Yeah. She's a former 12-weeker. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry to... to mess up your name, but it's D-E-L-E-S-L-Y-N-M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L. That is the Instagram handle, Deleslin Mitchell. You are our winner. All you got to do is email Sarah at primalpotential.com, S-A-R-A-H. You got to do it within 60 days of this episode release, and we will get your box of energy in the mail. Guys, keep the questions coming. We love them so much. We are going to have another Q&A episode next Saturday. We do them every single Saturday. You can join our free Primal Potential Facebook group. That's where a lot of the questions come from, but you can send them any way you want because we love them. It's just fun to hear what is on 
your mind. All right, everybody, have a wonderful day. We will talk to you so soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.